Welcome to the Business of Happiness podcast. It's your host, Dr. Taryn McCarthy, and this is the podcast where we put happiness first. I help high-achieving, deeply passionate healthcare professionals like you rediscover their happiness and their freedom. Join me in conversations with experts to uncover our unique definition of happiness and answer the question, is there really such a thing as work-life balance? (laughs) If you've heard yourself saying, you know, I'll be happy when, well, my friend, the time is now. Time to step out of the busyness of your life and time to step into the business of happiness. All right, guys, you've asked, and I have the truth here waiting for you. The person least likely to uphold your boundaries is, you guessed it, you. It isn't anyone else's job to uphold your boundaries. It's yours. (laughs) How's that to start out the episode? Welcome to the Business of Happiness, my friends. I'm your host, Dr. Taryn McCarthy, and today is going to be an insightful and truth-forward episode. This is where we find out who is actually responsible for upholding your boundaries. And it's you. And you're also the least likely to. Oh my gosh, isn't that so true? Isn't that so true? You know, I had the most interesting experience with boundaries years ago in my first practice. My first private practice that I ever bought and and owned was a private practice in my own home. It was a home office. I had one of those really cute ranch split levels. You know what I'm talking about. And when you went up, you went into my home. And when you went down, you went into my orthodontic practice. (laughs) Talk about an exercise in establishing boundaries. And I was terrible at it. I was newly out of residency. I'd only had about a year of experience as an associate in an orthodontic practice and zero experience leading a team, zero experience establishing boundaries with my patients. I mean, as an associate, my boss did that for me. She set my hours, she set the call schedule, she set the patient care schedule. I had no control, I just fell in line with what she established for me. So when I went into private practice as a single owner of a practice without any partners or other more senior people to help show me the ropes, I was, (laughs) it was like baptism by fire, okay? Especially in a home office. And maybe you've learned about boundaries from your coach or your therapist or from a book that you've been reading, but how critical boundary setting is in all aspects of our lives, not just in the practice. I mean, in our personal relationships, trust me, the most important, most people who mean the most to me, I've had to set the clearest boundaries. My mother is one of them. She's one of the most important people in my life. I owe everything. I mean, I literally owe my life to my mother, but I owe so much of my success and my happiness to my mother as well. She is my greatest supporter, my biggest cheerleader. She loves my children like there is no grandmother greater than my mother. She's amazing. And I've had to learn how to set 
and uphold boundaries. See, because when it comes to relationships, a really interesting thing about boundary setting is it's not to keep people away. It's so that we can love them more. What on earth do you mean, Taryn? And here's the interesting truth. Boundary setting allows us to be in a space where we can love and give love and receive love unconditionally because we've established the rules, not just for them, but more importantly for ourselves. In fact, boundary setting is more important for us than for the other person. Yes, the communication is critical. Yes, that information is so important to share with one another. Yes, that is the core of honesty. Uh Uh-huh. Let me say that again. If you are not setting boundaries with important and, and valuable relationships in your life, you are not being fully honest. I mean, I've had to set boundaries in terms of when I'm communicated with. Some of those boundaries we can establish for ourselves and does, doesn't need to be verbally expressed. So for example, texting, calling. We can turn our phones off. We can set that boundary. We can use technology to establish boundaries for ourselves. We can do the same in the office, right? We can set clear times when we're available to see patients, clear times in the answering machine message and on the website of when we'll get back to people, clear clarity over what an emergency appointment would be. Ah, has that happened to you in your life? Because I know it happened to me where that boundary was not clear with my patients over what an emergency appointment really looked like in someone who's wearing braces or has aligners on their teeth and when it is and isn't appropriate to call me. And so I want you to just walk down this road for a minute. Imagine you haven't set clear boundaries. Let's talk about with your patients for a moment as I had to learn the hard way in practice. Imagine you haven't clearly informed them of what an emergency looks like. And they show up at your door, as happened in my home, when I was in my pajamas with a kid halfway through dinner, kind of messy, and I've got no makeup on, I've got, I'm a mess myself. In fact, maybe I was just in the middle of a heated debate with my husband, and a patient shows up at your door. How appropriate is that? And how is that good care for your patients? See, setting the boundary is important because it allows us to be our best selves when we do show up. There is no rule that you have to be available to your patients or your mother or your sister or your friends 24 hours a day. In fact, you are doing your patients a disservice if you offer that. Now, giving them a resource to go to, of course, is critical because emergencies happen any time of the day or night. But giving boundaries of where they can and how they can access you is so important, not just for you, but for them. And we have a million resources, you know, your website, your Facebook page, your message, outgoing message on your phone, your outgoing message on your text. We have so many ways to establish those boundaries, but here's the critical importance. Are you maintaining those boundaries? Are you establishing those boundaries? Have you created clarity in your own life of where those boundaries are? 
setting boundaries allows for deeper, better connections with people and allows for a deeper, better care for our patients. Setting boundaries also allows for better leadership. You know, I used to work with this orthodontist. She was a great orthodontist and did a, ran a beautiful practice. And she had this sign on her door that was like a stop sign with a hand on it. And it was a little Velcro, you know, dot on the window that she would just put the sign on, which meant stop, don't come in. And I remember that um, the team thought it was so rude. And now I look back and I see it as great clarity. Now, maybe that's not how you go about it. Maybe you do it in a different way. But that stop sign with a hand on it on her door was right now I need time for me. Whether that time is focusing on getting emails written, whether that time is focusing on getting her treatment planning done, or that time is allowing herself to meditate or regulate her nervous system really does not matter. But the clarity of the boundary is so important. And, you know, that's where we sometimes tend not to uphold our boundaries is where we think we're being rude or we think we're making someone else uncomfortable. And really, it's not our responsibility for how that person perceives your boundary setting. Our effort to constantly be nice is sometimes what prevents us from setting and upholding those clear boundaries. Hey guys, I'm interrupting your podcast episode to let you know about an incredible new program that I'm launching in January of 2023. It is specifically for practitioners in medicine and dentistry to help you rediscover happiness and inner fulfillment within your profession and your life. I remember what it was like for me when years ago I was so depressed and anxious and feeling like I had created and built a treadmill I just couldn't get off of, pushing through every day and wishing my life away. This program is the how of how to find happiness in your practice and in your life because we know that when we feel good, that's when we can do good. Check out thebizofhappiness.com forward slash radical happiness or click the link in the show notes. I cannot wait to see you there. So here's an example. Um, when my kids were really little, it was really hard to get them out the door. And, you know, in the mornings, <laughs> who can relate? <laughs> I mean, guys, I remember at one point saying if we could just start the day without tears. One day I would be happy. There was a point where there was tears every single morning. I look back at that sweet girl that I was and I want to just give her a hug. And wouldn't you know, my adoring, loving mother who just wanted to help would call right in the middle of this chaos every single morning and make it worse. Because I had to then divert my attention to another direction. And if I didn't answer one call, she'd call again. And maybe she'd call another cell phone in the house. Or maybe she'd call the line, landline. And it just increased the stress in the house. She had no idea. She just had good, loving intentions. She just was calling to start my day off with some love, which she does beautifully. But I had to create that boundary. Mom, please don't call me in the mornings. 
And we feel to ourselves, oh, but I'm going to hurt her feelings. I'm going to make her feel bad. She just wants to love me. We know the reason why she's doing it. And we tell ourselves these stories. I have to be nice. I have to accept that love. But here's the thing, you don't. Because every time if you've told yourself, no, I've got it. I can. I can just do it. I can just accept another call. It's chaos and it's going to be chaos. Every time we start to get a little more resentful, right? We start to see that act as not so loving, but as threatening and controlling, which it really wasn't. So by setting the boundary and saying, mom, please don't call me in the mornings. It's too chaotic here. I love to talk to you. Let's talk at another time in the day. Wow. Isn't that clarity? Isn't that clarity? And might she feel bad about it? Maybe. But it is not a responsible, a responsibility of how other people perceive our boundary setting. You've probably seen this meme. I see it on Facebook or Instagram all the time that says, uh, people who get upset when you set boundaries are the ones who benefited from you having none. Sound familiar? And that's true. Maybe there are relationships in your life that have ended up in a certain place because there was no clarity of boundaries. And maybe there's going to be some uncomfortable growth and learning through them. But every time we get to learn and grow and establish a deeper connection. Because the moment I made that clarity with my mom, now our conversations were better. Now we could have a moment to speak when I wasn't harried and stressed and had babies screaming all around me. But we could actually connect at a time that worked. That was a place that was in a space and time that was appropriate for me. The same is true with our patient care. When are you going to be at your best for your patients? And what do you need to make that happen? When are you going to be at your best for your team to have certain conversations? And what do you need to set into place to make that happen? And is the idea of needing to be nice, and that's in quotation marks, interrupting your ability to uphold your own boundaries? Now that we're talking about upholding your own boundaries, where do you set them for yourselves? In other words, what boundaries have you set about your own actions? I had to set a very clear boundary for myself many years ago around alcohol. For me, alcohol had overtaken my life. I had become an alcoholic, a functional alcoholic. And for me, the boundary I had to create was, I will not drink alcohol. Now, not all boundaries have to be so set in stone and you know, in, and permanent and impervious. But for me, that had to be the way. And so when I became sober seven years ago, that was the rule. I will never touch another drop of alcohol. I'm not imposing that on anyone, but that was the clarity and the boundary setting I had to create for myself. And that's where the strength comes in, by the way, is when you create a decision and a declaration for yourself. And here's a phrase I'm going to gift you as a very powerful way to make this happen. I am the woman who, and then complete the sentence. The same is true for me with um, dairy. For, for I have a dairy intolerance, and it's not an allergy, so it doesn't put my life at risk, but man, it can make me very uncomfortable for days at a time if I eat dairy. 
So when I established for myself, I'm the woman who doesn't eat dairy, done. The boundary was clear. That established for me clarity over where I needed to have a boundary for myself. I'm the woman who doesn't drink alcohol. I'm the woman who takes care of herself on a daily basis, who checks in on her health and her happiness. I'm the woman who welcomes ease and play and joy as an important role of her success strategy. I am the woman who always strives for growth and deeper understanding of myself. See how those statements that I've created for myself create clear boundaries over my attention and my action. And then each of those help define the world around me in very, very concrete terms, in terms of hours of the day that I'm working, in terms of choices over what I eat, in terms of how I spend the hours of my day, in terms of the people that I interact with, in terms of how I interact with those people. Boundary setting is enormously powerful. And here's the magic. We get to create our own boundaries. No one else can do it for you. No one else. No one else can tell you how to live your life. You get to create your own boundaries. And they're so much more powerful than when you do. As opposed to leaving it up to happenstance. On somebody else's schedule, somebody else's recipe, somebody else's relationship rules, you get to create your own boundaries. And of course, we get to respect and honor others as we choose to. But you are so powerful in and of yourself that you get to create your own boundaries. So I'd love for you to just, as the week goes by, recognize where have you not paid attention to boundaries? And where have you been the one person who's not upheld your own boundaries? And where can you honor that contract with yourself again? And if you haven't yet, I invite you to Head out to the www.thebizofhappiness.com and take my happiness quiz. <laughs> Another great resource. The happiness quiz is an awesome opportunity for you to just understand what area of your life maybe there needs to be better boundary setting. So the, through as you go through the questions, there might be some areas you hadn't considered as being important parts of your overall happiness. So check it out, www.thebizofhappiness.com. It's right at the top of the page. Check out the happiness quiz for doctors. And I will leave a link to it in the show notes. So you can check it out there as well. And remember, my friends, when you feel good, that's when you can do good. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Business of Happiness podcast. When you prioritize your own happiness and healing, you can be better for everyone else. If this episode resonated with you, be sure to share it with a colleague and elevate their day. And if you'd like more insight and support, join me in our private Facebook group, The Business of Happiness Hive. And until next time, remember... When you feel good, that's when you can do good. Bye-bye.